Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 15th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. With me is my co-host, Will Turp. Oh, shit. It's already the 15th episode. Yes, What's sir, up, y'all? Sir. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest this evening is Moss the Beast from Beast Mode Music Group. He is an official rapper out of the Phoenix area. He's also hosting some cannabis events. What's good, Moss? Can you hear us? What's happening? Yes, I can hear you. All right, dude. I I don't want to uh I don't want to do too much of your intro because you're you and uh I want to hear you introduce yourself, dude. Like, you know, like you're <clears throat> uh Phoenix area now. We'll, we'll we'll ask you questions, bro. But I I want to hear you say you know who you are and where you're. Yeah, I'm Moss the Beast from Chicago and Nashville. AKA Cashville. Uh, <laughs> been in Phoenix for about five years. And uh, I, I do my thing on the mic, period. Whether it's events hosting, spitting on albums and singles and features and all of that stuff. I also manage producers, you know, throw events. So, in Word. the flesh. No doubt. No doubt. <clears throat> uh, uh, that's what I guess I'll go into that. That's how I met you. I uh I moved to Phoenix 2018. I got my medical card immediately and then started following folks on IG from down here cuz I didn't have any AZ friends on there yet and then it was I think it was called uh, Private Sector was that one. And yeah. it was like it was like message your your card and your ID and we'll send you an invite and then they give you the location the day before it's on some rave type shit like super secret and then you get you get the ticket and the address and then you go like i didn't know what to expect because i've been to farmers markets before in oregon and washington and um they were open like every day and there was an entertainment every day they just have a playlist on spotify playing or something but when i went to this one holy shit it was cracking dude there was like uh, like dude thousands of people i want to say between two and five thousand like the building was full there was like 40 or 50 tables of vendors and then i saw you on the stage dude you were emceeing and i was like damn this is tight everybody was smoking there was a dj playing the whole time there was multiple artists performing you know a few songs on each set um various genres too there was this one little latina girl dude i can't remember her name but she was dope too she like yeah, her, I yeah think her song I, know, were, uh, I think it starts with a d starts with a d like yeah i forgot her name it was that, d something. that sounds way more live than anything that we do in oregon dude, at least dude. any farmer's market we've had i don't even know if we've had serious i was impressed and so uh like i i came i kept going back to it and then I started working with a guy at a table, so um, I ended up meeting Ma, shaking hands, asking about the music and stuff, and there was a couple of other artists, too. What was his name, man? Mr. U? Was that his name, Mr. W? Mr. W. Dude, that guy was tight, bro. Yeah. He did that one. It was like something for the camera. Yeah, do it for the camera. Dude, that song was ill. I keep looking for it on his SoundCloud. Or I think it's Spotify. out. I think it's out by he, now. He put it out dude, dude, I'm going to check it out. Because, dude, that song is tight. I want to play that shit when I DJ, man. Yeah, that's one of my homies I met downtown. Just chilling and smoking, having little house parties and shit with my roommates. No doubt. 
Yeah, he was dope. So how did you, uh, um, I guess first, how did you land in Phoenix, man? Man. Because I, uh, I, I bounced around too, you know what I mean? But I, I like it here, you know what I mean? I always liked the West Coast. Like when I visited, being from Chicago and Nashville, so when I was living in Nashville, I, I visited Arizona a couple times. My mother stays out. So just coming to see her and she realizing I could go outside in shorts on Christmas Eve and shit. Yeah. It's kind of like life changing. Like, man, I can, <laughs> I can yeah, really yeah. live this life. I like this shit smoking yeah. under palm trees. And, yeah. You know, L.A. not far. Vegas not far. And, you know, I, I have no reason to really be in the Midwest or the South, so it made sense to come this way. No doubt. Good call, bro. Good call. Thank you. Hell yeah. So, uh, how did you get started in hosting the cannabis events? Did you MC like other talent shows or anything before that? Yeah, yeah. I used to uh, do a show called Independence Night in Nashville uh, at a club called LAX. And the owners ended up being like the biggest club owners in the city. They just had uh, limelight, so they uh they let they just believed in my music. I hosted my own shows for other independent artists, and I would bring in you know some of my famous people for them to get judged by and you know meet and network with. Very so, cool. Tight, yeah, man. So I did it. I started that way, but. I really got into the weed festival stuff like when I started going to LA. Ah. I did the first Kush stop. Dope. First Kush stop. Wasn't nobody famous there yet. It was me and a lot of other independent artists. And yeah. it was about 5,000 people there. So Damn. Damn. I did the second and third Kush stop. And that's when they went big as hell like 30,000 people. I opened up for Two Chains and Juicy J. You know what I'm saying, like, oh, bro. Yeah. And I was like on a whole nother area, but it still I had five thousand people on the inside where the AC was at, where I performed. Two Chains was outside. I was on the inside. It was dope as fuck, man. dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> Mad exposure to people who really dig the music too. You know. Yes, yes, and that got like interest, you know, with the weed going on with shit too. So I started catering my music more to this crowd as well, being that I'm in Phoenix, being that I'm on the West Coast. And I already was on that wave in Nashville. I was the guy that could get some Cali weed in Nashville. So yeah, it all worked out coming out this way. Tight, man. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, did did you uh didn't you also sign to a, a label out there when you were in California? Yeah, DTLA Records. Um, it's funny because the the CEO was just a fan of mine on SoundCloud. You mentioned SoundCloud earlier. I got like a million plays on SoundCloud. Like I, I got a little underground fame from that shit. Goddamn, so, Moss. Goddamn. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a how million, a lot of people found me. Plays. A lot that's, of, that's a fucking yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a and lot. when I, I got the million play, I knew it was coming. I put a song out called Million Plays so it could be the song that got the million play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's tight, bro. Uh, yeah. Super I kind of like retired from SoundCloud with that song and shit. But the dude was a fan on SoundCloud, leaving messages 
Like, I like your shit. Then one day he was like, I'm going to uh, do some music of my own and I want to see how much you charge me for a feature. I told him a few hundred dollars. He sent the shit right away. So I did the song quick as hell. Yeah. He sent it back. He sent the other half. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker got some money. He paying fast. Yeah. So he was like, how much you charge me to get in the video? I'm like, same amount as the feature for the verse. He's like, cool. Sent the money quick. He t- used my video director that I suggested. So I got one of my homies paid. We went to L.A. He got a damn condo in downtown L.A. and shit. And he like, what you want to do with your music? And we just get to chopping it up. And I came back and wrote out a business proposition to him for the for the uh, contract. And we negotiated for a couple months. And I got a deal. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Heck yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's tight, yeah. dude. Um, are you still on? The, are you are you still on that label? Like, is the uh, the Belly of the Beast album was that on? Uh... Yeah, Belly is from the DTLA Records. Uh, I'm about to put out my last project with them sometime before the end of this year. Uh, LeBron okay. Jordan Kobe Two is gonna be the last project with the label. I'm gonna try to go into the executive side with the label after my deal is up, and just be like the president of the label. That's yeah, dude, I can bring in, in more talent. Yeah, you're in contact with a lot of talent, bro. There was that oh, man. I need to remember that girl's name, man. Um, but her and Mr. W, like those were two artists that I was. Yo, they both of them had at least two singles when they were yeah, yeah. on the stage that everybody was. Oh, you know, and I don't know, man. If somebody's never heard the song before and they're moving to it, then that says something to me. I don't know. I, yeah, I pre- that, that speaks more than something that's on the radio. Yeah, dude. And I, I respect I respect songwriting the most, you know? Like, bars are dope, but if the whole song isn't tight, then, you know, I'm like, eh. But yeah. those, those two artists had some bangers on the stage, man. So hopefully you can hear some more stuff from them. Um so how did you after after you did the the kush stock things um when did you start when did those things start happening down here in phoenix man the the farmer's market functions because medical's still pretty new here isn't it like 2007 or eight or something they've been having cars and they tweaked it and made it a little more strict i came at the end of 2014 and honestly i was just like the scene here for music is kind of wishy-washy when it comes to hip-hop and it's certain only a couple little channels you can use so i just was making my name doing little house party functions and shit here and of course online everything that i'm doing out of town and here is coming across to people everywhere so some dude Really, the guy that hosted the actual event that was the promoter, he found me on Instagram somehow. I don't know. I never asked him how. He just hit my DM and was like, yo, what you feel about uh, DJing or hosting at, uh, you know, a sesh? And I'm like, shit, I'm with it. And we, you know, we negotiated and I didn't know what it was grow into or anything. I just knew it was a 
hosting gig and I'll probably perform a couple of times, you know, just see how it go. <clears throat> and uh, just using my experience in booking other acts and, you know, giving my ideas to the promoter, he ended up letting me run with, bring another talent in the building and uh, just running with some of my ideas to, to make it even more of a, a beneficial event for everybody. Yeah, dude, I, I think that's a good idea, too. And props to Moss for looking out for other independent artists, man. Cause no doubt. Because it, it is. Like, as a rapper, I'm, I've switched to rock and roll since the last album, but I still got all my rap homies, and I still get down on verses. It's difficult to book venues for a rap show, man. Like, it was like that in Portland, you know? And I, I maybe in other cities, it's it's easier, but... Yeah, it was tough. You know what I mean, and that that wasn't my reason for switching genres. But I'm hoping I have a little bit easier go of it when I put this next album out to try and get. Uh, yeah. super cool cat, bro. For man, inviting other people in to rock too, because you know what for I mean. Sure. It is. Yeah, it's a, it's a good look. A lot of yeah. people didn't do that for us, you know, when I was coming up. So I like to be the big brother, the mentor. I don't charge people for consultant fees and shit. I yeah. just give them the game. Like, it's free knowledge, but everybody ain't going to give it to you for free. Yeah, you know, man. Like, if, if I and value you. you yeah, and while you, while you say that that's a, that's a thing that you, you do all the time, that's like, not a lot of people do that and you know like the real game you know they don't they don't give advice out like that so props to you man man you got to exactly yeah you earn the game and certain people everybody don't deserve it but you pick and choose you see who working and really serious about this shit so you give them the game like they need that shit it's gonna come back to you a whole nother way they might not be able to pay you back for that, but it's going to come back to you another way from some other source. That's how Definitely. it all works. Definitely. No doubt, bro. No Real doubt. Shit. Um, so uh, how long have you been a patient in Arizona? Honestly, I'm not. <laughs> I'm entertainer. Awesome. <laughs> He's the guy on the mic, man. Hook him up. I'm man. an entertainer, and you know, all of the dope caregivers just fuck with the entertainer because that's tight. I got bro. the music for their soundtrack to their life. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, eventually, I do plan on becoming a patient. You know, but yeah, that hasn't been a necessity for me. But I plan on doing it when it turns into the two year thing. I'll get it. What is it after August something? August August twenty seventh, man. That's yeah. what I'm waiting for too. Mine that's expired. What I'm gonna do. You know what I mean? I'm just like I'm waiting for that too, cause that's that's a good ass deal. I don't care what state you're in. Like man, yeah. that shit lasts for two years. That's like, definitely a good deal. I mean, shit. Look at Oregon. I mean, Oregon was already expensive as shit with like being in the the four hundreds. You know, if you didn't have a recommendation, you're paying close to $400 maybe more for a, a patient card and now um they're like it should be but they're not even uh you know in Oregon they used to have like doc 
doctors that would be like, look, what do you have? Oh, you have back pain? Okay, yeah, and write you a recommendation for that. There's no more yeah. of that. They, they've, like, really cracked down on that. So you need to have, like, I think, like, multiple doctor recommendations. Um, yeah, it's gotten very different here in Oregon. Yeah, that's a lot. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, 400 bucks, and then you also got to have, like, you know, you got to have, like, a, a serious doctor recommendation, either, like, from a chiropractor, from a real doctor, and it's like, shit, back in the day, like, I'll admit, like, when I didn't know shit about getting my card or, or how to get my card, I went to a doctor that was like, hey, I did have back problems at the time, but it's like, you know, I, I went to a place that I didn't have to show a record, so. The word. That's cool. Yeah, I think California was like that, too. You could just pay Yeah, them. and that's how Oregon and California were for a while. Not to say that it's right, but, you know, like, I feel like when you you make it that hard for people to to become patients, you're just shooting yourself in the foot for your own market. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, do, do you have any questions, Will? you want to chime in on anything? Uh, not so far, but I'll probably have some questions a bit later. Okay. So, uh, is there any, the, uh, with private sector, like those ones aren't happening anymore. Is there any, uh, new going on that you're hosting that they're cool with you talking about or anything? Uh, I've, uh, been invited to like perform at Stash Box. Yeah, um, I've, I've been to like, those ones too. Those those peeps are cool. I got invited to the uh, what's the shell one? The the mermaid one. The uh, 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 uh That's what they're called. Some, I guess it type said into it yet, but I got yeah. Uh, those ladies uh had a table next to it. At one of the stash box functions, I think, and they were like, "We're throwing ours this weekend," but I, I never made it, man. My card expired, I think, that week, so I was like, "I didn't, I didn't want to try and show up and get turned away at the door." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's another one called Arizona Cannabis, where they'll have it at like fucking mansion, or sometimes it'll be just like at a regular. Uh, I mess with them tough too. Like, they used right. to be at the private sector. The people that throw it, they used to be with private sectors. That's dope, man. Is there any of those coming up soon? It's actually one coming up. I think August tenth or eleventh weekend, something like that. Dope. Yeah, if you need any help, bro, holler at your boy. Yeah, they they invite me. They like bring somebody. So. I'll probably just, you know, hit you up for sure. Yeah, let me know, man. I'll um, send you the flyer and shit. Yeah. So, as far as cannabis industry stuff goes, you're mostly an entertainer, but I'm sure you smoked a lot of different weed, man. What? Uh, oh yeah. What's What's your fave? Like, as far as strains, and I'm I'm more of a flower guy. I don't dab so much, you know. But uh, yeah. Let's let's hear about Master Beast smoking preferences, man. Uh, when you say that, like in the can do mess with brands and you know different people that have their uh, 
you know, they 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 different strains going and stuff. So who brought me in was Crown OG. Word. They out of Cali. I had heard about them winning cannabis cup. And they're the ones who brought me to the first cannabis me first Kush stop. I was one of their guests. That's how I got on stage, because they were doing giveaways and they're like, we'll just how you rap while give away shit on stage. And that's how they brought me. Damn. I never saw weed being sold on the table in the open with police there and everything. Like, what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah, this is dude. crazy. They trapping legally in California. Like, yeah. wow. So they shit is good, bro. Crown OG. That was like one of my favorite first strains when I was really hitting Cali up. But then I got a hold of the Moon Rock Rosetta Stones that's made by Stony Delights. They were the original group of Moon Rock, original people that made the Moon Rocks. He really run out of San Diego now. He was the originator of shit T-A-C-A on the shit not just Keith yeah Crystalline on there man Jesus. crazy I'm talking sounds- about you mix that with let's mix some OG Sal- OG and Sour D's are like my favorite flavors until I got a hold of gelato when you mix some good weed with some of that damn set of stones T-A-C-A and pour that little T-A-C-A on top Boy, you're yeah. not gonna get no higher than you can't get no <laughs> higher than that. And you roll a fat one, put like 3.5 in that motherfucker in a in a high hemp wrap because I don't need smoke blunts no more. I don't fuck with backwoods. High hemp wraps is real light, the flavor real light, but the weed gonna taste like it tastes in that motherfucker. And, oh lord, no doubt. Man, I'm t- I'm, I'm trying to remember. Taste from a fucking year ago. I gotta get it again, real. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, so, I'm over you know, a lot of a lot of strains. You know, you put it in the blunt wrap. It's a backwards. Yeah. You know? No, no offense. I love backwards, so don't get me I'll wrong, do your John. Thing. But if you smoke gas, I'm fucking with you. But yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I can only smoke a bit of a backwood because fucking the tobacco will fuck me up after a bit. Yes. But you know, uh, yeah, and anything good you put in a in a tobacco wrap, I feel like you know if if it's if it's dank enough, it'll it'll shine through. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to. If it don't, yeah. it ain't got enough kicking. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's very true. I agree. If if I can taste your weed through the backwood, through the whole shit, yeah, it's not fire. strong enough. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like pig farm, like he, dude. Ooh. When I'd when I'd roll up one of those, it would be it would taste bomb all the way to the. End. I'm like, yeah, guys, got yep. And I, I agree, moss on the sour diesel. That was one of my first strains that yeah. I fell in love with. The first time I got that, I literally like took a like I smelled the bag and I took like. Like had it like set back. I was like, "Is this is this really what I just got?" Like, yeah, it smells it's like it's literally gonna. It's pretty. It smells crazy, and it you know. And the first toke I had, I was like, "Shit, 
I've never smoked anything like this right before. Yes, that's the shit you like back back then they was calling that shit like drove and it was thirty dollars a gram back then. Like, yep. That shit was crazy in Chicago. That's yep. that shit that was thirty a gram. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was worth it too. It's like people think you're crazy. Oh man, you paid thirty dollars a gram. Like, yeah. Back then that was the pricing and also that was fucking damn worth it back then. Yep, it came shit. in glass and shit. We was mm-hmm. way ahead of our time back yep. then. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's also it crazy too because you think about the quality of, the, of weed and like it's definitely grown a bit. But also when I think back like five years ago about the chronic, it's like it's almost like, you know, I don't know. Herb's been dank for a while. People have, have figured it out. You know, like the, the yeah. stuff that I got five years ago that was super dank is is pretty comparable to the stuff I get now. You know, so. Yep. I agree. I was talking a lot about... more growers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a lot more growers, definitely. And I think uh, access to information also cuts down on the learning. I was talking about that with yeah, the guys I gave a lift to today. They were like, man, a lot of people are just afraid to read up. I'm like, dude, you can literally get two books and just surf the net on some forums and figure out how to fucking dial it yeah. in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if if people have the patience to do three rounds, you know, on that third round, should be pretty fire, man, if you, if you read everything you're supposed to, you know? Yep. yep. And, yeah. But, uh, I, I dig how many different varieties of genetics there are nowadays. And it's, if it goes federal, fellas, I, I know I say this every episode, but I want people to be able to grow their own if it's federal. Yeah, illegal, at least you know? a certain amount of plants or some. Like, what the? Yeah, man, at least. Because it just, I I feel like, um, I don't think they with that though. Yeah, I don't I, but think they with dude, that. yeah, well, because you can make your own beer, but it's like these huge producers that go nationwide. Well, they're not gonna have too much variety. They're gonna zero in on ten or less strains and just grow the shit out of those because they can do it consistently or something. And I just dig being able to try different stuff, and I don't want it to be only 10 different things i wanted to be hundreds you know what i mean it's like right. i like this one because they run out this this shit shows up on thursday the first thursday of every month and then it's gone on sunday so i try to show up and grab one at least you know because it's pretty good I, I feel like i'm trying to hope that small producers still can eat you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah. definitely because yeah. that's what they don't want though you know the government gonna tax everything so if they can't tax it keep a control over that yeah they're not with the shit man i mean you gotta yeah. just anticipate them being on that before it's yeah you can grow that's something we're gonna have to add on later once we at least get it legal you know what i'm saying we gotta yeah. stop like in arizona is fucked up because they just want it to be perfect before it goes into record so you have people literally having like big events to stop you from voting for the recreational here. Yeah. Because it ain't perfect the way they want it to be. 
why don't you just get it perfect and edit that shit later? Yeah. I mean, get it, get it legal first, and then edit it to me. Word, word. The, uh, the uh, I read an article that said the Arizona Attorney General, he was being interviewed, and he said that he would like for the state legislature to make it legal instead of putting it on the ballot and making voters decide again because he's like look this is what's happening you know what i mean like it's here there's a huge there's a huge black market like yeah there's medical available but still it's like you guys need to just do this because it's gonna pass anyway why are you guys still dragging your feet you know what i mean you should make it legal then you guys can decide what the language is you know what i mean and so it just uh I hope that that happens, but I just want the language to say you can grow your own, man. Yeah, yeah and I also just, yeah, I hope they, um, you know, give priority to to people that have that had already been in the medical, um, you know, the medical industry. Um, but you know, the main thing for 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 me in this, not the main thing, but definitely one of the main things but one of the things that's kind of hard to address just because it's um doesn't necessarily get as much attention is just like the the equity between um who and how we allow people to to have businesses in this industry you know because it's right now it's a white male dominated industry man it is so fucked up yeah and historically uh people of color have been the ones that are always incarcerated for it and have seen multiple years of jail time for it. And and one of, one of the things that I think is important in the industry is to make sure that people who have actually been jailed for it, people who have people who are family members of someone that's been in jail for cannabis, yes. they're the ones that are given the first chance to to make something of it. You know, because fuck fuck these white these white rich males that are adding it to their resume or, you know, just, oh, because I got the money, I can do this. The people that are, are that need to be given the first chances are the people that are were previously incarcerated for it. Word up, Will. I'm in a those perfect world. Yeah. In a perfect world, right? And, That's you know, how it should happen because they were the it's first It's sad that we have to say in the perfect world. But yes. You know where we at, so that is not what's <laughs> yeah, it's, man, it's fucked up. It's totally yeah. fucked up, and it's it is still fucked on people's records and all of this shit. Like, yup, it's still on people's records while other people are making money off it. It is, it's really sickening. <sighs> fucked up. And it, why do it take? Why do they tell me when I came to Arizona, I was so green? Like I was like, man, I could come out here and open a dispensary or at least a delivery service. And like, definitely, man, you need a million dollars insurance a million dollars in the bank liquid to do that i'm like who the fuck has this yeah man how does it take all of that to open the weed store no because i can open the weed store if you just let me open the store i could do it and it looks just like a dispensary without all this extra shit yeah No doubt. Yeah, that was our next question from Mitchell, dude. Is does Moss have any connection to the cannabis community industry? Maybe his own strain or shop or grow or anything. Oh, but it's like, I man, don't man, have you need a, need, yeah, need a milli to get in, man. Are you man? 
I could I'm attached to certain brands though, like yeah, man, pump them up, me. bro. Yeah, who then? Is there Nature's any Rx, Golden Grizzly is my first brand. They out of California. They Golden got the Blue. best for like best weed syrup in the land ever, 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 ever. It literally gets you lit like lean. It really shit. will like, sit you on your ass. I want That's to try one of my favorite things. Me too. I like the weed syrup. Like so, at the yeah, at the fucking stash box functions, I like I would always try to sit next to the syrup lady. You know what I mean? And I I drink like four of them things before I. Yo, go I don't I don't get high that much off edibles, but every time I I do syrup, I'd be like lit within twenty it's different. minutes and have it to like it's blood way different. different or something when you drink it, bro. I don't know, but these specifically Golden Grizzly, I think. Estivis here, and they they call uh, the company's called Nature's RX. Nature's that shit RX. gets you lit. Oh, I think I've heard of that. I think I've heard of that. Nature's RX, so, yeah, they, that's the homie, and like he okay. sponsored me and shit. So we we definitely work together on, you know, just pumping awesome. the brand up through my music and him with his listen. So that's dope, that's man. Sick, yeah, if, that's if you awesome. Get, if you get any extra bottles of that, man, I'll grab from you. Cause... Yeah, when I have some promos, I got you. That shit just go quick. Everybody. Yeah. It's like that lean back from Dirty Arm. I yeah, mean, that, that, that shit lean back scissorp. That shit goes so quick. Like, everyone wants it. Because it's like the, the, the way they infuse it, I don't know how they do it. You know, the the decarb or whatever they do but like i don't know i have a high ass tolerance and you know i'd, I'd take like a, um a quarter ounce of that or an ounce of that down and i'd be lit i'm like geez usually yeah, it takes if you me drink like it straight 400 milligrams yeah i used to pour four ounces in a two liter and just drink it all day hell yeah well that's yep. man that's my main complaint because i'm every time i see it on the shelf if it's like 10 or 15 bucks i'm like i'll take one of those you know what i mean like i'll try it but it it doesn't make me feel like lean does bro and that's what i want i'm like man i'm like i'm like wait i'm like and it's like the decarb process like will was talking about i feel like they're not decarbing it for long enough like maybe they're just doing it for a couple of hours and it's like nah cook that shit for a fucking day bro for like a whole 24 hours and then put it in the fucking syrup. Then, like, cause man, I just want to be glued to the couch. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what Golden yeah. Grizzly do. Dude, Golden I'm gonna have to try that. Bro. Hell yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, was it back in the day? Uh, John, do you remember, remember Sunrise Analytical? Yeah, they're uh, yeah, lab testing. Like old school lab, like way back in the day. I, I might have mentioned something about this. You probably heard this, but. When I was uh, in college and I was uh, a patient, I was going to Cherry City Compassion when I lived in Salem. Um, Sunrise Analytical made 200 milligram RSO caps. They used to be like a big producer of RSO, and they'd uh, capsule some of their some of their leftovers, and they'd make these 200 milligram RSO caps that they sold for five dollars each. So I so I like I had a hell of 
it's like probably, probably 600, 600 milligrams, milligrams is where I like to be. So I'd buy like, so I'd buy like three, four three or those four of those pills, 15, 20, 15, bucks. 20 bucks, pop them, pop them for the night, for the and night, I'd be good, and I'd be good. You know, I'd, it'd be a little, a little overboard probably, but back in the days when like 15 to 20 bucks could, you, could get you actually like 500 plus milligrams, and now you think about that, it's like you almost have to spend double uh, to get that many milligrams, you know? Yeah, dude. And then there's all these limits, too, for red. Oh, we lost Moss for a second, man. Hopefully he returns here. Sounded like uh, uh, like a robot for a second there, man. <laughs> Did you hear that in your headphones, Will? No, I didn't. Word. Mitch, Mitch heard it, I guess. All right. So, uh, hopefully we get Moss the Beast back here in a second. Uh, Will and I will uh, freestyle for a second. How uh, Did you go to the store at all this week and grab anything on the East Coast? I'm always anxious to hear about your East Coast cannabis experiences because I, I just did out there. And grabbed some, uh, actually grabbed the the best strain, best grown strain I've had the whole time. It was uh, Gorilla Glue from uh, our local spot in Northampton called uh, Nita, New England Treatment Access. And it, it's, it's a simple strain, but it's one of my favorites, Gorilla Glue. Um, and it... it it smelled like Gorilla Glue should. It tastes Where? like Gorilla Glue should. Did you and find a seed in the... there? Did you find a no, seed in there? No seeds. No <laughs> seeds yet. But I will say, having a strain smell strongly and taste strongly like it should is a first yeah. in, you know, having getting strains from Ma uh, Massachusetts dispensaries. So I'm thankful for that. But yeah, yeah, man, um, a, a, a recognizable flavor that. Uh, yeah, exactly, that and actually makes me feel like I'm smoking something good. You know, I, I took a bong rip of it before I went to bed last night. It it tastes strong, like Gorilla Glue. It's got the kick. It tastes, yeah. it's nice and smooth. Um, are you, so, are you back, Moss? Are you back? We can hear. Oh, okay, we can hear you. Oh. We can hear you. All right. Dude, dude, I forgot where. There, oh, he, there is. he is. There uh, he is. Yeah. Sure. All right, Master Beast, checking back in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back. I'm back. I had a no sandwich break. Oh yeah, all good, man. All good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no problem. Oh no, it's all good. Yeah. I believe you for a second. I was like, yeah. It, dude, it sounded weird. It was like a weird robot effect on everyone's voice for a second. It was like, man. Hey, sandwich breaks are definitely uh, respected here. So. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we gotta grab a beer or water, go to the bathroom real quick. So we try to try to not have dead air at least, man. That's why I'm glad I got Will. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. yeah. So I got a random question for you, Moss. Uh, when you're when you're doing events and cannabis events, is there any like 
certain like soundtracks you navigate towards for them or is there any like you try to pick songs that have like cannabis references or you just go with go with, with what you're feeling with really more so what i'm feeling but of course i definitely want to have one or two we related songs in there but if i'm dropping some new hot shit i really just want them to hear whatever i want the masses to hear and then yeah. i'll throw my i got a song called gasoline i'll usually perform at the uh cannabis events because it's obviously one of them songs and heck yeah that's awesome dude it was like oh no it was like 99 2000 e40 had an album and he had a song called gasoline dude i didn't know like that's what he was talking about you know what i mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? and like he is you know like i i saw an interview with him you know what i mean i think he was on the breakfast club because he has a new album out on friday I was just like, man, he really did say a bunch of slick shit. Sometimes I didn't get when I was a kid. Yeah. Know, you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, he's, he's yeah. pretty sharp. Yeah. Dude, smart as hell, man. He been had the vocabulary. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. And that's a long time to be in the game and still, still, still put albums out and tour. I don't know. I respect so a lot. And maybe, I'm gonna, maybe we could get piggy, him on the show. Piggybacking off uh, Mitchell's question from a bit ago, um, asking anything in the future, uh, Moss, do you have any like aspirations or do you have any like plans for the future where you want to take uh, your uh, you know entertainment company or, or, or you know rapping career? Oh yeah, I definitely want to. Uh get more into throwing events and like shows with other artists that are coming up. And so I, I kind of be knowing who coming up next. Like I might have either done something with them at like a show or a festival, or I've just got my ear to the internet and the streets to where I'll know what's coming up next. So being able to have my ear that, and it's still there, I could get the, big new person for cheap early because I know about them already mm -hmm. do the show at the in the city first like I knew about the baby in 2015 huh. he's blowing up now we really did, yes me the baby Fuck. and Post Malone did a show together at South by Southwest that's all awesome. of us under the same fucking bill huh that's, that's awesome. crazy that's crazy huh yeah that's crazy man i mean when i scroll by like sirius xm and the rap channels i've scrolled between there and and a few other channels like pretty much the number one uh artist i see on those channels is debate and he's got some good stuff out for sure right now yeah he can really rap and he know how to market his shit man like, all of it came together for him man. i'm proud like you know, the That's awesome. rub shoulders with people like that. I mean, I was doing something right, and I'm doing something right. Word. Definitely. No doubt, Moss. No doubt. The, but yeah, it was, so that's it the was... plan, like, to answer your question. It's more so get on the promoter side. I still perform. I still, you know, put my artists on at the same time. But at the end of the night, 
when you done pay somebody, you know, five to ten thousand and you get fifteen to twenty back, that's the better feeling, I'm sure, than anything. Even better than performing and getting some money off of it. I getting agree. that big check off of it is definitely gotta feel good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man. yeah. And then breaking bread too, man. Like Yeah, uh, paying being able to pay people for doing their service, you know, that too. I agree. Like that's that's my main goal. I'm trying to be able to get my session player to do the shows too. You know what I mean? It's like, look, I'll pay you this. You know what I mean? And so trying to negotiate that and the booking fees the the key. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. All right, Moss, looks like we got a question from our uh tech guy uh uh Mitchell. He's asking what is uh what is your and what is the craziest shit to happen at a show? And by shows he means your own show. What's the craziest shit to happen at a show? Yeah, and yeah. then what and then what was your what was your favorite show that you, you ever okay. did or performed? You know what I mean? Oh, that's that's two that's two good questions. Um the craziest shit to happen at a show. Okay, <laughs> one show I was still on the come up in Nashville. Actually, when I told you I had the club owners that give me the light, before that happened, it was another guy that was throwing these type of shows at his venue. It was a short dude with a camera. He always had a camera around his neck. And he had, you know, independent artists come perform on a Thursday night. And... We had performed there the week before, and I did real good, and the owners like asked for my CD and all of this shit, so I already started building rapport with the, the venue, and uh, the uh, the promoter for that night, he the second week, second Thursday we came back, he was kind of like bullshitting me on even getting in the venue. Damn. Let alone to perform. He was like, you going to perform. You have to perform first or last. I'm like, why are you trying to mess up my order when we just need to go on when the most people are here? That's all we asking for. Yeah, we already let... did good. The owners like us. We need to go on when the people are here. Yeah. So the security found out about this. They were listening while we was going back and forth right at the door. So... I'll step back for a second talking to my people because it was a group of us and security got the whooping dude ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they got shit. the beating his ass, man, for over the fact that they was bullshitting me. So that was probably the craziest moment at a show. And I didn't even perform that night. It got fucked up. Dude, the promoter got fucked up, so it didn't even happen. Like, Damn. I was about to perform. People literally came out to see me perform. I had like 20 people at the door waiting to see me, and there was people already in the venue waiting to see me. So that and the funnest show, my favorite show, was probably my uh, first release party for my first album, LeBron Jordan Kobe. It's a little camera phone video floating around on YouTube with that shit, like the full thing. And I had, it was the first time I got to use my stage production manager who actually does lighting for all of your favorite artists, bro. Like, 
he just happened to live in the same condo building as me, downtown Nashville. He's like, what are you doing? He saw like people bringing studio equipment into my condo. He's like, what do you do, man? I'm like, I'm a rapper. My engineer and my producers, they bring the equipment to my house and we just record in my condo instead of me going to the studio. So he was like, man, I got to show you what I do. He did Nas show. He does J. Cole's. Everybody, like anybody you could think of, he does That's that tight. shit. Ship out the That's equipment awesome. and fucking presets it. So he did my show for LeBron Jordan Kobe in a small little venue. But it still was dope, sold out, all of this shit. And that show just, and that was the first show I really seen, like, stupid profit off of. Like, I spent 300 on the venue. I was able to pay people and still came home with, like, $1,500. I was like, yeah. That's awesome. When, when did LeBron Jordan... You these shows all the time. No, definitely. And when, when did LeBron Jordan Kobe come out? Like what year? That was in 2013. 2013. So you almost like you predicting shit. It's like LeBron Jordan Kobe is like LeBron and Kobe are on the same team now. <laughs> the Lakers is like shit. <laughs> That's some yeah, foreshadowing right that. there. That's some foreshadowing right there. <laughs> yeah, LeBron Jordan Kobe too gonna be my next album too. So it all comes full circle. I want to have that type of Heck moment yeah. again. With the release party out here, I'm gonna really do it in multiple cities this time instead of just Nashville. Word. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Maybe, uh, maybe you could do one in Portland, man. I'll, I'll ask around and see what. Let's 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 work out, on it. Man. You got to yeah. burn money. Yeah, burn money. Yeah, burn money records. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, um, let's chop it up and make it happen. I'm I'm with it. So Mitchell has another question. Who is better, LeBron Jordan or Kobe? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know look it's at my with... cover. If you look at the cover I put out on the first one, Jordan is in the middle, LeBron is on the left, Kobe on the right. They looking at the man in the middle. Jordan is the best, and I'm from Chicago, so I seen it first. Yeah, all right. I was, I'm a '90s kid. I was Me, born in the yeah. '80s, but I'm from the '90s. Yeah, I seen it, bro. Jordan, there's no man. There's no, there's no comparison. Like years past these people, man. Look at the record in the finals. The man is six and oh. Yep. Yeah. He never lost because he's a fucking killer. Yeah. The uh absolutely that that whole decade too, man. That was the best decade for rap and rock. Yes, you know, it was. Shit, it was and, and hip hop was the shit in the nineties. Yeah, fuck the gangster. It, it really was. Back, yeah, the gangstar albums. Oh shit, hard to earn. Man, yeah. everything in the nineties was golden. Yeah, yeah, nineties. Oh my god, so much variety too. Everybody sounds the same nowadays. Must be everybody yeah. you know and i'm i was driving lyft and i jammed the new music fridays playlist when i'm driving on friday and so i picked up some kids who were going to a movie they were probably like 21 22 and i was like all right this is the new music friday playlist they're like okay cool and we get like 30 seconds into a song and i'm like ah do you guys like this they're like nah we skip we go to the next one i'm like 
30 seconds in, I'm like, doesn't this one sound just like the last one? And they're like, yeah. And we got the third one, same thing. And I'm like, geez, I don't even know these rappers' names. And they all sound the same. And then we skipped one more. And it was Ed Sheeran featuring Eminem 50 Cent. And I was just like, ah, man. Nah. Whoa. That's not the the shit right there. It was all right. I ain't never heard. I ain't know that happened. It was all right. I thought it was dope. You don't like Ed Sheeran? He's redheaded. Will, you don't like Ed Sheeran? No, I mean, fuck, man. I mean, Ed Sheeran's cool. I mean, he's cool with what he does. But, like, man, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to hear songs about love and shit like uh, you no, know, it was no offense good. love it was is a... great but like i want to hear yeah, about some real shit like it was, man fuck it was it was like a party song it was like uh i, I don't know if dr dre produced it but it sounded like a dr dre beat and i was like was that party in the usa no it was uh let me fucking look it up real quick here ed sheeran and don't get me wrong, I'm white, so, you know, I and myself contribute to white privilege in a way, but, like, well, I thought the best would... music is, like, I don't want to hear fucking, I don't want to hear any white music, pretty much. Like, the best music <laughs> is not produced by white people in any sense. Good fucking lord. The best I'm... music is produced by My people boy. of color and well, hey, hey, now, Will. anyone hey, who's hey. not white. Hey now, Will, my my main producer, Tyrant, that I've been working with since 2001, is a white guy. And he's True. pretty I'm solid, sure he's Will. Good. Steph, don't get me, there's talented people out there. Yeah. But in the sense, I feel like the best music comes from the heart and the soul. And white people don't have that much, they don't have that much in their, their heart and soul that they've had to go through to produce great music, you know? It's <laughs> Just called, in my opinion. We we've had it very easy, you know. White privilege. It's all been, you know, fucking. It's been easy for the fucking white man, you know. So, um, at least in terms like how you know, I'm I'm much more interested in uh, hearing music from from people of color and and real artists, you know, people that don't um, necessarily have the ability or privilege of of I don't know. Yeah, what well, he it's called Remember the Name. That's that's uh Ed Sheeran featuring Eminem and Fifty Cent. Remember, Remember the, the name. That sounds like an old school song. It, was dude, it, when was that, it released? It sounded like they recorded it ten years ago, but it's was still, it like I feel like I remember that from an NBA 2K or something soundtrack. Like <laughs> remember the name, no, some shit no. like that. I'm like. <laughs> It sounds like Dr. Dre and um and Scott Storch is what it sounds like. But it, okay, it's, word. It's, it's good. It's real slick and real. It's it just it's like a, a hustling party type. Song. I dig it. I swear though, there was a song like four years ago when I was playing NBA 2K that was like, "You gonna remember the name?" It's probably some other white fucking white dude, but I gotta look it up. <laughs> I I dig your honesty, Will. I, I dig what you're saying. He real, man. I like that. He's real. Yeah. All right. So gotta uh, be real. Yeah, man. Honesty is really the best policy, guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. what what else do you want to talk about, Moss? Uh, weed related, I guess, or or anything in general, man. Like, what what sort of ideas 
this was one of my cookie cutter questions I asked every time was what sort of ideas or concepts would you like to promote for the future, Master Beast? It's a good question, though, John. Well, I can't give out my ideas until I officialize them. <laughs> okay. There you I go. Tell yep. people what I'm going to do. The best way for that shit to happen is shut your mouth and do the work <laughs> and put it yep. out officially. Because if you talk about it early, it ain't going to happen or it's going to be fucked up. Word. But music wise, like I said, LeBron Jordan Kobe 2 is next. And the type of deal I have, I'm able to drop music on my own shit too. So after LeBron Jordan Kobe, I'm going to drop God's Mission. I've been working on that album since I first started in 2010. So Word. I got beats that I've saved from platinum ass producers before they were platinum. I still got these beats. Like Stick Six, who did the new song with Drake and Rick Ross, he produced that. He did Six Six Guy, he produced all of that. He produced that Nice for What by Drake. Like he got Big Boy Records. No so way, I'm, man! I'm Damn, you got you got you got beats from him. Yeah, I got plenty beats yeah. from him, and I got Honorable C Note, who does a lot of shit with Two Chainz, Future, ASAP Ferg, all these people, Lil Wayne, all these. That was my first producer, actually, Honorable Cino. Huh. I got a song with him and my group that we had the first, you know, 16 tracks on my album was produced by Honorable Cino. So I had to put them on the song that's going to be on God's mission for sure. Damn, dude. If, yeah. you, uh, if you ever have uh, a moment where you want some other people to brainstorm over some beats with, Dude, hit me up, man. I just be in solitude, and I've just been going me through a too. lot in my personal life. So me too. It just ain't been something I've been able to do, but no definitely, I just got away from a situation. I'm downtown. I stayed solo again. Like I'm about to no really doubt. be on that, you know. So we could definitely link. Word, I'm in Arcadia, yeah. bro. If you want to stop by here, we could jam beats here at the crib and smoke too, man. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, I'll pull up on you. Yeah. So I got a question. So, uh, Moss, is LeBron, uh, LeBron Jordan and Kobe 2 like a sequel off of LeBron Jordan and Kobe 1, or is it a new project entirely? It is a new project entirely. I've, I actually had a song called LeBron Jordan Kobe. But I think it's kind of cliche to do a part two of the actual song. But totally. I want to give kind of that same energy that I had on part one on part two, but let it be its own body of work. Nice. I do have a song called Zion on LeBron Jordan Kobe too. Because he's the yeah. new, you know, I got to give yep, props yep. to the new. But the rest of the album ain't even talking about basketball. It's more of an mm-hmm. energy that you feel like you balling in the streets, you balling in the studio, you balling in work. Like it's a, it's an attitude, you know. It's an energy. Yeah, totally. Man. totally. I agree. <laughs> no doubt. Well, uh, shit, fellas. What what else do you want to talk about, Moss? Is there is there anything else you want to promote besides your new album? Is there any artist uh, that you're 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 trying to tell people to go check out, or is there any 
like dispensaries, uh, besides the, the syrup was uh, Grizzly. What was it? Grizzly? Golden Grizzly. Golden Grizzly. That's out of Cali. And past divisions are from Nature's RX. They here. So okay. more people probably heard about them. But other than that, um, just Yellow the OG. That's my uh, artist and producer. He put his own projects out now, too. So I would tell people to check his stuff out that's coming. Yellow the OG. Like DJ Yellow with an A? Nah. Yeah, yeah. Just Yellow the T-H-A and then OG. He on Spotify, all of that. Got him. Dope. Man, he looks like my engineer, Willie Animal. Man, he a producer and a spitter, like. That's my little bro. Like he make a lot of the beats that you hear on my project. He been on every project since I've been going solo. That's cool. So he writes and records too. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the deadly ass combo too. When you can yeah. spit and, and uh, produce. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I like bro. I like them guys. I like to keep them type of guys around me. Me too. Yeah, me too, bro. Look. I'm like, he's nah, he's dope, man. I'm gonna hang out with him, man. Like, he's cool. He can make yeah. beats and rap, you know. Hell yeah. He'll have a hook and like, man, write to this beat up. Like this funny how the producers, they just know what's you. They see yeah. beats like in the middle of the night at one in the morning. Yeah. How the fuck did you know that I wanted to write to this? Like, this is perfect for me. Yeah, those Thank are the best. Man, I usually get assignments, bro. And I haven't worked with my main producer, Ty, for a few months. But every now and then he'd send me, like, you should check this out. What do you I'm like, oh, I'm like, don't fucking send this to anyone else, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, dude, when did you make this? Don't send it to anyone else. I want it. I want it. I don't care, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's also pretty though. I mean, I don't, I don't write or rap in in any sense, but it's also like, I feel like a lot of, not a lot, like sometimes you know, like someone, a rapper, you know, gets a beat and they immediately know, like they hear it and they immediately know their like lyrics. They know yeah. what they're gonna, you know, they're like they they're feeling it and they know, like I know exactly how I'm gonna rap to this, Bro, and it's, it's like the beat talks fucking to you. amazing. Yeah, beat talks to you. I swear, some beats are like they just come and you like fuck. I got the hook already. Like the first yep. play of the beat, the hook will come so quick. It's like how the fuck crazy. And it, just, I didn't Amazing. write it or nothing. It's just in my head. I can say it. It's just there. Yep. Like how yep. the music speaks to you, man. That's the best way I can explain it. That's no awesome. Doubt. No doubt. So, uh, shoot, I don't know if I, oh, wait, we got another question from Jess. Yeah, good question, Jess. That's a good question. Okay, Master Beast, we got a question from Jess in the production room. What were the differences that you observed between the hip-hop scene in Chicago and Nashville? Man, Chicago is gutter. Chicago like Chief, was, Chief Keith is a real representation of the rap out there. 
I mean, because I like that song. I don't like when I heard that. I was like, yeah. this is because we would say that on our res too. You know what I mean? It's like, man, that's that shit I don't like. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Right. You know what I mean? He like, just had, that's that's just a small percentage, really, man. It's a lot of spitters. It's a lot of real hip hop heads in Chicago that just don't get the credit they deserve. But I'm glad the drill and the street. You know, Chief Keith type, G Herbo type, King Louie, them guys, they I'm glad they get they shine too. But Nashville doesn't have a lot of artists getting a lot of shine and actually living the good life off of music. Yeah. More, more so good. of producers are getting that from Nashville, but not the actual spitters and I uh, really it that difference is weird because Nashville is right there has a music role all these studios record labels everything but and it's, it's more so country. geared towards country music yeah yeah but that's the resources gonna say are still there they got publishing companies and everything yeah so it's yeah. weird as fuck but Chicago just got that street money man I think the drill rappers came in they had the money they had the buzz. And they had to let them in. You know what I'm saying? Nashville ain't came with that yet. Like, you ain't got no $50,000, $100,000 budget as an independent. And your song popping in more than one region. And you got connections to the industry. Like, the people that get close to that, they get killed before they get out of Nashville. Yeah. The people that I've seen almost there, like, they get snatched away. Or you got somebody like... Yeah, Man. young young buck, young buck. Would you say is probably the largest rapper from from that city? He's still the largest, but it's people like Starlito. Starlito, I don't know if y'all heard of him. He used to be with Cash Money. He used to go by the name of All Star. He had a song with Lil Wayne. He was under uh, Yo Gotti first. Ah, is Yo Gotti? Yeah. Is Yo Gotti Nashville or is he Memphis? Yo Gotti Memphis. But, oh, okay. You know, that's yeah. two hours, two, three hours away. So, Starlito, I would say, is the biggest rapper besides Young Buck. <laughs> He's living good off of this shit. He's like a Dom Kennedy, Nipsey Hussle type of figure from Nashville that a lot of people know on the underground, but they still pay for his shows. Then a lot of people don't know him. Like, y'all might not know him, but he's living good. He a millionaire yeah. off this rap shit easily, I'm sure. Dope, man. Nashville, I'm not Nashville. Uh, Memphis too has like, damn, they got a lot of like underground good rappers coming from there. Yeah. Like, was it they DJ Paul? And, yeah, three. Yeah, six, definitely. And and at least my, I've been in Nashville once. Uh, the impression I got from Nashville, it's like still a lot of like fucking white people that like country music, in a sense. Um, but there's definitely it's a like tourist spot. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's more people, you know, m moving towards the hip hop genre. Yeah, hopefully it uh, takes over that shit because I fucking can't stand country personally, at least. I don't know, just <laughs> I had, not, I had not my style. I respect people who liked it, who like it, but I mean, we can just in a in a 
shallow view of country we we can do so much more artistically there's so much more out there and artistically in depth you know through through other genres i feel like country but that's my opinion so yeah hip-hop i just think once somebody big enough or make it big enough like make it aware out of nashville i think a dude named trapper man dale he's under starlito he getting buzzed. I seen him on BT jams and shit. Like when you got people hitting these national channels and you know doing something to get seen all the way, it'll help bring awareness that it's not just country in Nashville. These some yep. real street dudes, some real rappers, some real <laughs> producers. Like if you could produce for Drake and all of them, and you from Nashville, then you know there's rappers that these producers believe in. That's how they got to that next level. They was producing for us first. Yeah. So Yeah. And and like I said before, like I'm white, so I don't really know anything about the hardcore rap or hardcore of anything this. But when I think about like kind of nitty gritty rap, I think of Memphis, like one of the top spots I think of, you know, there's a lot of good good artists that originally came from that area. Yeah. yeah and it's funny, G. that's only two hours away, man. It's not yep. far, and it's a lot of the same stuff that go on in Memphis is happening in Nashville. They just keep Definitely. it on the hush. You know, they just keep it on the hush, I guess. First 48 is filmed in Memphis, so uh, <laughs> you got a harder look on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember one of my uh, my weed plugs in college. Uh, he was a Seattle cat, but he said he lived in Nashville for a couple of years and he was doing the, the white girl thing out there. And he said some dude came to his crib, just railed out. Some white dude pulled the gun on him and jacked him. And he said he moved like the next week, <laughs> like broke his lease and left. He was like, bro, fuck that. he was shook. You know what I mean? And so. I was like, well, that's a fucking terrible story. He's like, bro, that's a fucking cocaine town. Well, fuck that. And like, where the man, hell does that dude live? Well, dude. The gun. Well, no. It, like, he doesn't <laughs> know. It's like he, he came to his apartment. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just like some random jack move. And I was like, damn. Uh, well, bummer. I'm like, uh, weed people usually won't do that. So that's that's cool, at least. My God, white people with guns. I just need to hear less about that shit. Yeah, well, Good Lord. Uh, that was his hood experience, at least with Nashville. But when you were talking <laughs> about Moss was talking about the rappers getting snuffed before they get large enough from that city. Uh, I remember reading the interview with Buck where he talked about same thing. It was like a jack move. Fools came and hit them up and he, he was shot. And his bro DT, my my bro DeNovo got a feature from DT on his album. So shout out to DeNovo, shout out All to right. DT. But in the interview, he's like, man, because they had a couple albums together before he signed with G Unit. It was like Young Buck and DT. Then in, in the interview, he was just saying, man, I was hit like three times, like I'm fucking bleeding out my stomach and shit. And he's like, we had a bunch of fucking work at the crib. So, like, we had to fucking gather everything up in the scales and take it somewhere else and then go to the hospital. You know what I mean? And he's like, uh, he's like, I, I think DT only got hit, like, once in, in one of his limbs. So he was okay to drive and shit. And 
they had to go and drop everything off somewhere else and then go to the fucking hospital and he lived you know what i mean like it just uh i was like fuck that's like somebody fuck tried it. Story. yeah uh-huh. yeah but it's like he was bubbling you know what i mean and that's what happened to him because i it was one of those uh it's like the hoods dvds or something and it was juvenile was kicking it with young buck and they were smoking yeah. weed and shit and I, I remember young buck had it like his teeth and everything like he's wearing on the album with the ski mask and he would just smiling real big i was like man and the song they were working on was pretty fire but it's like a couple years later he was with g and it's like damn that's that same guy from that dvd man check it out and so yeah, it was yeah. it was cool to hear his story uh about making it through and, and signing a, a contract where he could eat off of but sounds like nashville's kind of hood too though you know like a lot of those country I guys think those country guys do coke man it's a lot of it's a lot of hood out there it's a lot of intelligent rap at the same time it's just a lot of different flavors it's Weird. not heard man i, I really I be wondering what it is. It's kind of a lack of budgeting for marketing. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have enough money to really get it seen by the masses, won't. Yeah, I agree. Unless you got a major, you know, shout out from another artist or somebody else take you on tour. It was a dude named NFL Mr. YG Mr. He was on tour with Sada Baby. I don't know if y'all heard of him, but Sada Baby out of Detroit. And he done did songs with a lot of big artists. So YG Mister was on his way, but he went to the club and got killed. Like, that's how the shit happens in that. You go to the club, motherfucker don't like you. They done pay security to get in with their gun. And they gonna shoot who they want to shoot. And it's, it just happened to be people like that that's on their way that do have that that look that look that can get them through the door to change the whole damn city you killing them at home yeah yeah damn yeah Yeah, it's a bummer man yeah okay so we got a question uh from mitch is that from mitchell all right so what's uh what's your favorite elvis song monster beast (laughs) my favorite elvis song who? He said Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're talking about Nashville. Elvis technically is Memphis, bro. But that's like asking me just to be able to name a Elvis song. I don't I have a favorite like, Elvis song. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know Elvis music like that. <laughs> I, re- I remember so, one time coming to the studio when I was in college, my, my big homie T-Spade, they had a guitar there and he had the session before me and he was sitting there playing the guitar and he was singing Hound Dog. Yank nothing but a hound dog, crying all the time. I, that's my favorite Elvis song, I would say. That sounds like it could be a DMX song too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know what? It's I heard some songs from Elvis where he was actually singing. Yeah, and I was like, "Damn, who could really actually sing?" I didn't really hear those songs, but it's probably one of those songs where he's actually singing, 
and he reminded me of James Brown. Word. Because James Brown can fucking sing too, bro. You really think he's just a performer, but that man uh, can sing. Think. He had Christmas songs and everything, like, and that's singing like, his fucking heart out. And, dude, right now in rap, ad-libs are, like, the fucking thing. And James Brown was the original motherfucker doing the ad-libs. You know right. what I mean? Serious. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Exactly. You know and like, I... I, I think he was from Memphis. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I actually got I got a lot of respect for Young Dolph too. I think he's coming out of Memphis. I mean he's he's rapping about real shit. He's rapping about shit that's happened to him and his his friends, his family, you know that. And and yeah, I mean anytime someone comes out and just is real about shit, I'm always gonna get behind it. And yeah, know. it's funny you mentioned Young Dolph because. One of my producers, band play. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of music together. And I used to manage him. And we we actually placed a song on the $100 mixtape with Nipsey Hussle. Drop Poops on Nipsey Hussle's $100 mixtape called Crenshaw. What? I placed that. That was my biggest placement as a manager. Damn. Oh, shit. That's dope, dude. But That's fucking dope. Did you, you ever did thank you ever you, meet Nip, bro? Did you ever meet Nip? Yes, I met Nipsey. That's how I was able to place the song. What? Yeah. Dude, that's fucking dope. Tell, tell us that shit. story, bro. Please that's tell legendary. us that story. Nashville. Nashville did that for me. It was to be a producer beat battle called Soundtrack Beat Battle. And all of these producers that I'm talking about, like I managed a couple. And we just knew the other ones. I was rapping, so I'm like, everybody telling me about all the dope producers, and they all cool with each other. So it was just easy to do that. But Bandplay actually just got signed to Paper Route Entertainment with Young Dolph. Oh. So, you know, that's a big win for Nashville. Yeah, and that's Young Dolph, too, because Young Dolph does his own record label. That's his record label, yeah. Yep, super independent. Yep. He making millionaires out of everybody. That's how you do it. So, band play is on the super come up, and he just dropped that project, Dumb and Dumber. He did eighteen out of the twenty beats on that. Oh shit! Damn. Good lord. That's and crazy. he just went. He just went gold with the song Major by Young Dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, Major. Yeah, producer, everyone know that. Play. Really? That's my producer, bro. What band the fuck, he went bro? Gold. That's his first play. Holy shit. So your that's producer crazy. is the one that produced Major? Yes. Good lord. Yes, that's what's up, man. Together. He did the first track on the Belly album that I just let's go. album of the year for. Like, you gotta let me know when y'all releasing your shit then. Jesus. Yeah. yeah Hell yeah. I got some shit with him. That's awesome. Man, can you... I'm like, you, you can't help but hear my guys. They did a lot of shit, man. Like, yeah, uh, did, awesome. did, you, did you meet Nip out there? Then? I want to hear the Nipsey story, man. Man, it was really at the beat battle. He was a judge. Oh, okay. And that and, was in Nashville? Yeah, it was in Nashville in like 2012, 2013, one of them years. So he was doing a show in town or something? No, he really got flew in to be a judge at the beat battle. Damn, that's tight. 
So, and I don't even, he didn't really have a big buzz in Nashville, but we know we was starting to come on to him. And that's really when I got onto his music too, right before he came. I'm like, I heard a nip, but I ain't listened to his latest project or nothing. So I did my homework, started listening to Keys to the City, and like the marathon continues was the mixtape. Yeah. Man, we go to the beat battle, and it's like Six Sense versus Band Play, and they going at it like round for round and shit. Like they like tying up, so they got to keep playing new beats. And I'm looking at the judges, and I'm like, Nipsey fucking with him. So I'm going to go over here and nudge Nipsey on the shoulder. Like, bro, that's my producer. I manage him. We can get you some of these beats. So me and Nip get each other on Twitter. We start DMing each other like, yo, we're going to be here after the uh, beat battle and shit. We're going to be here and one thing led to another. We got, you know, to communicate on Twitter. And after that, after this actual event, band play didn't win. Somebody else ended up winning. But it was like we couldn't get up that night. So he sent me an email to his A&R where he accepted beats too. And we just started sending beats. And it just went on from there. We didn't even know on tape we found out when the shit came out and we saw that he was doing the proud to pay campaign for a hundred dollars it sold out the first day like live in la thousand copies sold out the first fucking day and then he put it online like it was on the mixtape album mixtape sites like live mixtapes so we go on there listening to it we get to track 10 it's let the band play. I'm like, oh shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah. We did it. Dude, that's tight, man. Bro, that Dude. feeling is a motherfucker. Yeah. I know I'm not rapping on it, but it just felt good yeah. to be part of the process and to know that Jay-Z bought a hundred copies of this fucking album. You Hell know what I'm yeah. Oh, shit. Rack, That's what the fuck's up. Fuck yeah, yeah, man. <clears throat> dude, yeah, there's bangers through that whole shit, too, dude. It's, yeah, man. Yeah, it's good, man. I, I really like that, uh, that cringe. Like, I dig how he did the hidden songs at the end, too, because that's something we always did on our cds when we were before streaming was a real thing it's like people were listening to the cd so it's like the last song was listed and then it would go quiet for a while and then it's like usually that would be the end of the cd but then another song would come on that wasn't listed yeah. hidden song you know i'm like man that shit's tight is that also i gotta say like random but uh um moss i can tell that on your raps, you know, you, you got a dope voice. There's this uh there's this song by Gangstar. Um it's called The Voice and it's basically a song basically saying like, Yeah, you can ha- you're a rapper, you can have dope lyrics, but if you don't have a good voice on your tracks, you're not gonna make it. And yeah, I'm just Bro. thinking like you got a dope voice, man. Appreciate that, man. Like yeah. I don't know. People be like, you got your own style, you got your own voice. And then I hear a lot that I sound like 2 Chains or Jay-Z. And I'm like, 
No, nah, it's different. It's different for yeah, sure. It's, it's different. <laughs> it's different for sure. It's dope. Definitely different. But I do. Those are the two comparisons I get. And I'm like, thank you, because they platinum and they rich as fuck off of this shit. So yep. I'm in yep. the right direction. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. No, I just think, too. I mean, like, you know, there's there's people out here that got dope, dope lyrics and that. But, like, straight up, if you don't have a dope voice, if you don't have something recordable, you, like, no one's going to want to listen to you. So. That's true. I agree. I agree, man. Thanks for sharing the Nipsey Hustle story, bro. Like, yeah, that was like, dope. Rest in peace, bro. Nipsey, man. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I uh, I'm a big fan of his music. I, he was on uh the Coast to Coast mixtape series back in like '08, and he hosted one of them. And he had that bullets bullet bullets ain't got no names was like the first song on the mixtape and it was like holy shit this shit is tight and it uh i was just impressed with him since then and then what was the crisscross sample it was like hustle in the house or something i remember yeah. hearing that it was on one of my record pool websites for dj and i was like i'm gonna download it. i'm like this is cool but you know, it was like a label single is what it sounded like. And then he, he left Epic and started doing his own thing. And I didn't tune back in until I moved to Portland. My bro Jackson, who owns Natural Wonders, he had the, the marathon continues. And the marathon, like he he would jam Nipsey in the car whenever we'd be driving somewhere smoking. And I was like, damn, man, yeah. I was like, this shit is tight. I'm like, where'd you get this? He's like, I think it was livemixtapes.com is where he was yeah. from too yeah because like, i was always that piff you know what i mean because that's where coast coast to coast would plug their stuff into mostly but that piff that piff that was the regional or original like upload spot of, of yep. you know up yeah. up and coming uh mixtapes that's what my Let's first mixtape is that's what my first shit is at first two mixtapes definitely yeah. came out on that piff. that's yeah. awesome all right, Moss, so we got a question from uh, our tech guy, Mitchell, here. He's asking, which do you prefer, joints, blunts, pipes, or bongs? I prefer high hemp wraps. There you go. They're technically, yeah. they look, look, they look like blunts. They're brown. But they're but not, they're not they're, tobacco, right? They're not tobacco. And they yep. let you fucking taste the weed, even though they got a flavor to them. But they're real light. And they're thin. Put enough weed in it, the weed will burn slow. So that's my preference right now. And if I can't I'm get with that, that for sure, papers. If I can't get that, yep. Man, I can't. <laughs> I mean, I I could do some blunts, but like, if I if I were to hit like take a rip or two off a of backwood, I would be lit beyond like i would you know wouldn't even i wouldn't even be lit off cannabis anymore i'd be like just fucking <laughs> super high off the tobacco yes man that shit is harsh and shit it's like lightheaded as shit and bunk weed yep it's like, it's like, like when you smoke you mids and you get a headache <laughs> yep, yep. Exactly. okay fellas okay fellas 
Okay, fellas. <laughs> John's like, I just got a backward roll. Yeah, I'm like, man, I love my backwards. Maybe it's because I used to chew. Actually, I I chew again now. Uh, hey, d- just, don't get me wrong. I'll I'll enjoy nicotine. hit or two off a of backwood, but I I can't do more than that. It just tears up well, my throat. Like my main my main my main argument is that the swishers or whatever that people like to smoke went through a way more chemical process and i believe it too then a backwood leaf getting cured and rolled into a cigar like the yeah I, I, got, got pounded into grinded into pulp and then spread out <laughs> into paper and then sprayed with yep. bottled turps for flavor and then rolled around another cigar that's you can see it's like particle board you know what i mean oh yeah no i definitely can't say anything because this when i was younger my me and my homies go to uh blunt rap was white owl white grape white owls yeah (laughs) so you know like i'm sure that shit was was layered with artificial that whatever but it tasted great and they rolled really well so Yeah. yeah Real easy to can't hate on that, but yeah, white yeah, grape, yeah. white owls. Burn slow shit. as fuck too. Yeah, yep, man. exactly. Burn slower, tastes amazing. I mean, shit. At the time, we couldn't find anything better, so that was the go-to. My white owls are burning, kind of slow. Who <laughs> <laughs> was that? It was Andre Three Thousand said that, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. he, he was the, the he was a stoner he's the and we weed selling rapper. Yeah, he's the fucking man, dude. I love. He him. was the original weed selling rapper. Damn, yeah, he he's was rapping about selling sex. The Oski Woski, the Oski Woski. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! For real, I remember Outcast had this song with uh tash from the licks it was called smoke fest and i think be real was on that song too but the the andre 3000 verse on there was fucking dope man <laughs> it was yeah, uh i need to go back and listen again man Throw- same i'm gonna jam them at work tomorrow now that we're talking about it man uh, yeah well shit we're at 90 minutes, fellas. Is is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we go? I'm good. I don't have anything to ask. I think we covered yeah. a lot of good bases. Yeah, dude. I think that was a pretty dope interview, Moss. I didn't even... I looked at my phone to search shit that you were talking about, but usually I look at my phone at my cookie-cutter questions just to direct, but... This was dope because we just freestyled it, man. Yeah, we pretty much we pretty much answered a lot of the questions that we had in mind to ask, you know, just through our conversation. So that was dope. Yeah, that's how it happened naturally, man. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate y'all having me on the show, man. Yeah, man. Can you plug your social media one time before I do my outro dance? Yeah, Moss the Beast, M O S S D A, the word beast all together, everywhere online. And face it out when you look me up on Spotify, music, iTunes, YouTube, all that shit. New music coming, next single coming real soon. 
might be title 2020, might be title flame emojis, might be title major. I'm not sure yet. I'm figuring flame out. Flame emojis. <laughs> flame emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, Three yeah. different Good, singles. Options yeah. for the first single from LeBron Jordan Kobe. Look out for that Zion single too, cause it's crazy. It's crazy. Just like that man jump and he 285. He motivated me to get up there and leap. Cause I'm about 300. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just let us know so we can promote it, you know? Yeah. Man, that Le- LeBron Jordan Kobe too, right? Yes, sir. The yeah. sequel. Yeah, follow yeah, that guy on IG. Anybody yep. who's listening, like he'd be posting some cool shit on IG too. Definitely. I think he said it was Moss the Beast, M-O-S-S-D-A-B on all yes, platforms. Sir. So follow yeah. that up. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, bro. Like it's, definitely, it, man. It means it means a lot. You've shared a lot of uh, a lot of cool experience on the industry, um, in cannabis and in music, dude. And it's it's a nice change from just talking about weed only to ask some music <laughs> yeah, questions. Definitely too, is you know? like, right, man, right. It really is. Yeah, music so, and weed go together. So they they do. <laughs> they definitely yeah, do. Yeah, man. So we appreciate you coming out and I'll uh. I'll send you the links once we get the Spotify and the YouTube links. I'll send them to you, dude. I'll text them to you. And then uh, if you want to link up, bro, I'm out here at Arcadia, man. So shoot me a text whenever, dude. I really want to hear some beats now. You know what I mean? I got to let you hear the shit before it come out and let you see what your favorites are. No doubt. I got like five in the can for my new shit, too. So I can show you my songs, too, that I got done, man. See yeah, what you think, yeah. man. Cause yeah, cause it's I'm I'm changing. So see what you think from your point of view as a as a rap artist and be like. Eh. Yeah, I like we- your other music too, besides the rap. So I feel like that's something you could do, bro. Okay, like, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. All right, folks. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and start my outro dance. This was the fifteenth episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, KDM Kane. With me was my host, Will Terps. I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson. And we also got to say happy birthday to Jesse Curry. Yeah. Oh, shit. Jesse's yeah. birthday. Let's go. Birthday happy yeah, birthday, yeah, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. Let's fucking go. Yeah. I didn't know that. Man, for real. Happy birthday, Jess. Um, and, and thanks to Monster Beast, too, man. It was a good, yeah. good interview. Thank you, man. This is and, a great interview. Yeah. Appreciate this, it. This was a main node and Joseph Street Enterprise production. <laughs>